and welcome to the fifth episode of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. I am, of course, your co-host, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, as usual, with Will. What's up, dude? God damn, it's hot today. It's oh, so hot. Is this not, like, what was it, like 20-something degrees? Celsius as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Fahrenheit. Not Fahrenheit. If it'll be, like, 90-something. But, but I think, like, if you don't live in Hong Kong, I know that the majority of people who listen to this podcast are in Hong Kong. But oh, it's like those, half and half, right? Now it is. But for those who are outside of Hong Kong, like, 25 degrees Celsius, which is around 70 to 80, around 70-ish uh, Fahrenheit, 70 to 75, which is actually quite comfortable. The issue is Hong Kong is very humid. So when you go outside, you're immediately not, you're not sweating. It's just the moisture from outside that just st- sticks onto your skin. It just feels insanely uncomfortable. It is insanely uncomfortable. I was saying to my parents the other day, I was like, hey, this is not Singapore. <laughs> this should be this should not be happening. It's like springtime, not summertime. Oh, you can already imagine how much worse it is in Singapore. Because Singapore, the weather is like, – they have, they have four seasons, which is summer, 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 summer and summer. summer with rain. Oh, summer with rain. Oh, yeah. God. So, like, it's, it's really – that's why there's so many malls in Singapore. I spent most of my time there in a mall because you just need to – I mean, I remember conditioning. Bangkok is the same thing. Bangkok, yes. The issue with – Bangkok, though, is that, like, when you do have nice days, it gets followed by, like, three days straight of heavy rain. And then it gets hot again. And because it's been raining for so long, it just gets so humid. So it's, like, it's 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 good and also extremely terrible afterwards. I mean, you, you do know that, like, it's a weather phenomenon that after, like, a long period of nothing but sunshine, it will inevitably rain. The times that I've gone to Bangkok, or just Thailand in general, I'd say, like, three out of five times... Like half the trip was just covered in rain. Okay. Where you? Well, I mean, I, I say that. Even you need you need that weathering with you, girl. Uh, well, I was gonna say actually. Well, first of all, I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, but you know uh, what's it about? I, I know what it's about. I know what it's about. But what I was gonna say was that like talking about all this travel and shit. It's like I haven't been on a plane in over two years. I'm so glad I'm not on a plane. Ever. Yeah, we're we're complete opposite. I love traveling. And you, I hate you rather traveling. stay at home. I'm staying at home. Yeah, but what, if, what what would happen if so, we were hey, to go to the, okay. the land of anime, dude? If so, we ever go to Japan. So the ultimate comfort for me is it's raining outside, it's slightly cold, and I'm under my covers watching anime. Yeah, mine is loading up a couple episodes of anime whilst watching it on a plane ride heading to Japan. So when I get there, to be fair, actually when I get to Japan, I don't really watch anime. I don't need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like it just it just feels kind of weird. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go all the way to Japan just to watch anime. No, I'm just gonna go there to buy manga, to eat ramen, to get good sushi, and maybe pick up some video anime. games. I picked up a lot of video games in Akihabara. I, I, I did too. I did too. I remember actually, the Dreamcast. My, my Game Boys, I, all, I bought all of them when I was in Japan. Uh, I also bought the my, my, the first Pokemon game I got was uh, Pokemon Yellow. What? You didn't yeah. play Red, Green, Blue? No. I actually played <gasps> Pokemon Yellow first. I played and Red then afterwards, first. But then the, and, and then afterwards when I was at um, uh, EB Games, which is like the Canadian version of GameStop. Where uh, I also it, the American version. Oh, no. They, they, is, there, Games, is, is there EB in, in America as well? Well, essentially EB and GameStop is the same company. Yeah. So it's like Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Where like It's known as Hardee's in the Midwest and Carl's Jr. everywhere else in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically like I got... I, that's where I picked up my first copy of Pokemon Red. All right. In English. So mm-hmm. I played the Japanese version of Pokemon for the longest time. And 
I just basically whiffed everything. I managed to beat it. I but, played Final know. Fantasy VII first in Japanese. In Japanese, it took me forever to find out how to save. So I played the first mission over and over and over again, and I was like, "How is this possible to play this game for that long?" And I left like my PlayStation on, and then I like, what are these like little like glowing you know symbols on like ev- like every so often? And then I went on it, and it did nothing because technically you had to go into the character menu to press save, which is on the bottom. But because I can't read Katsukana or Hiragana, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. That, when I found out, my mind exploded. The struggles of localization for video games, very much an issue back in those times with the localization of anime and manga, right? Yeah, and uh, now like, it's less of an issue, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about yeah, today. Yeah, like for the first half of my life, when it came to reading and watching anime and manga, like it was all in Chinese. Or it was Japanese with Chinese subtitles. Or, or Chinese dubbed. Yeah, Ch- uh, yes, Chinese dubbed for sure. Whether it was like Pokemon or Doraemon. Dragon Ball for Dragon me. Dragon Ball as well. Um, yeah, I, for the longest time, like Doraemon, I thought it was a Chinese thing. Yeah, but, also, it wasn't called Doraemon. It was called Ding Dong, Ding right? Dong, Which yeah, is yeah. like a doorbell. Yeah. But, but back then, like that's what I f- thought it Literally meant. Literally because he has a bell in his neck. Yeah, it was sad. And, and, it. and its little sister is called... Uh, what, what what was his name? Ding ding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, literally bell sounds. I'm not. I'm not even joking. This is real. But I actually have never watched an episode of Doraemon in Japanese. Oh, okay. I've only, I've only ever watched them in Cantonese. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we we went on for like six minutes about nostalgia. Yeah. But hey, I mean, like we were once kids, right? We've had childhoods. And. Uh, Anime and manga has grown over the years. Yeah, I think like what we've consumed before, whether we took it at like, you know, a casual level or it was just something that was on the TV, like it managed to sort of manifest in us and grow into something that's, you know, has been more a part of our lives in the past five, ten years. And for me, it's about five, ten years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we'll get in. We'll we'll get into that like hardcore later on in the main discussion topic. But no, no, no. We'll maintain the hardcore because I believe one of us has been very hardcore when it comes to the reading and watching of anime and manga, Mister Mister Jason. Hey, hey, Will. Uh, what have you been watching and reading recently? So since my whole spiel about reading Domestic Girlfriend and Scum's Wish, I've actually been taking a bit of a sabbatical. I haven't been really been reading or watching a lot of stuff. And it's because of the fact that I spent quite a bit of time uh, building a computer. I actually spent a lot of time going around, getting parts, uh, meeting up uh, with a few friends, trying to help me to make sure my computer booted and that it's up and running. I'm exploring the world of computer games. Uh, so uh, I'm I watched just one episode of Be the Beginning, second season, if you're asking what I've been reading or watching. Uh, before you get into Be the Beginning, I'm just going to say this on behalf of a mutual friend of ours. Uh, so when are you going to play those visual novels, you know, now that you have a PC? I actually do have the Steins Gate visual novel saved on my wish list on steam so. hey that's 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 one step closer than not being on your wish list i mean it made sense for me to do it because i've already watched all of the anime along with um season zero mm. so yeah I, I guess the natural progression is just to play the the whole visual novel too right because they have a new one coming up this year or next year uh there's also like a lot of other visual novels that fall under the 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 science universe um like it's like, novels, I think there's one called like Chaos Chaos Head or yeah, yeah whatever it's some, called. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Robot well, Notes or something. So how's be the beginning? So you watched the first season, right? Yeah, dude. Like I was so excited when it hit Netflix. I just cracked that shit open, and then I stopped halfway through because I realized 
why I was not excited about finishing it in the first place. I looked back on my mouse score and I saw that I gave it a seven out of ten. I thought it was one of those shows where it's like it's it's kind of like a detective mystery thriller supernatural kind of show. There's a lot of a lot of genres thrown onto it. You're like this just sounds like a mess. Like why would you need to have supernatural crime detectives and like all these fucking like weird thriller um, things? Like it was I I kind of enjoyed it, but like I gave it like a middling score. I gave it a seven just to be a little more harsh on it because I was watching other stuff that was better at the time. And I thought, okay, well, why not give it a bit of a doubt? Like I've managed to finish like the first season. There's only six episodes of the second season that's on Netflix. How much, just... how long was the first season? Uh, I think it was either 10 or 12 episodes. Okay. So roughly, roughly one cur. Roughly a cur. And, uh, and what, this what, one's a half cur season. It's a Netflix, uh, an ONA. Yeah. Original net animation. Yes. So it's only on Netflix. Um, yep. What is it about? I know you told me it before, but I it, it's, don't. It's just about this old fucking detective that is super smart and knows how to solve crimes, but he's also crazy. So therefore, like people kind of keep him out of cases because usually bad shit happens around him. But then all of a sudden, like you know, ghouls and monsters start showing up, and humans can transform into ghouls. And it turns out that one of the protagonists is actually a ghoul. This is not Tokyo Ghoul, by the way. I was going, I was uh, going to say that sounds um, like Tokyo and, and Ghoul then, to me. And then they solve mysteries and they fight shit. Um, it's a clusterfuck of. Does Everything. the detective have one eye that is a different color than the other? Like, was it het- hetachromia? No, he's, he's, he's got lifeless eyes, though. Very lifeless eyes hid behind a pair of glasses. Kind of like your eyes, actually. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I'm it, dead inside. I get it. Yeah, but that's why you read all this fluffy shit to make yeah. yourself feel human, right? I, I, I want to feel stuff, man. So, I... <sighs> I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it. It was only oh, down Jesus, to... Oh, Jesus, that's harsh as fuck. I, I, okay, go ahead and watch the first season or see how much of the first season you can get through first. I went through all of it. I think it was just at the time there wasn't all that much to watch on Netflix. I think it was either that or Violet Evergarden. I already finished Violet Evergarden. You so can was, rewatch Violet Evergarden. True, but I don't want to cry again, so... I, cr- I cried so... I Actually, I cried like maybe two, three times. Oh, then you should watch Anahana's. So you can cry 11 times. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, sure. I cried almost every episode. So, uh, Be the Beginning. It's yeah, on Netflix. First yeah. and second season. Uh, your recommendation is? Watch it if you literally have nothing else to watch. Glowing recommendation, and ladies and gentlemen. And even then, if you have nothing to watch, I would recommend you re-watch something you have watched before. Go go watch, I don't know, go watch Naruto again. Go watch, you know. Bleach? Yeah, No. Hey, the hey, the new arc is coming out, so you so, might as well. So yeah, I stopped at the Eisen arc. I have no idea what happens afterwards. We we, we talked about this every single time. You know, yeah, I read the Quincy arc in the manga for some reason, and then I dropped it after that. No, the Quincy, the Hollow arc. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, that that's all you've been watching and reading. Yes. All right. Okay. My go. I watched and read. If you can't get enough of Jason's smooth silky sultry voice now is the time to listen to another half hour of what the fuck have i been watching because you know overkill is i i think i've said this like multiple times that overkill is my middle name name. yeah and yeah okay so should we start with the the backlog or the seasonal stuff first what 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 i was just gonna say just group it all together so like what 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 have you been watching and then what have you been reading right but i need to start somewhere with the watching why don't you start with okay seasonals then Okay, so, new season incoming, isn't that true, Will? 
Yeah, this is that's why like me slacking is bad because that just means I have more shit to catch up on. And once I do get caught up, I'm still behind. So, so my Hero Academia fifth season, Will and I were supposed to watch it a couple of days ago, and Will was uh, rightfully so busy with work, so that's completely understandable. And to be honest, uh, even though I haven't seen the episode because I was going to wait for Will, if it's the fifth season, so at that point, if you had any doubts, you have to either start at one, a season one, or at that point, you know what's it about, or you don't care, or you care enough that you're going to watch it anyways, regardless of who recommends it or not. So, yeah. to be fair with uh, My Hero Academia, like every season I binged, so I just waited for each season to finish and then just crushed it. So, you're going to have to wait 20 something weeks. Which is what I did for season four. Now, season five, I don't know, season four ended on a kind of like big cliffhanger. In the sense of what the future of well, actually, I shouldn't say anything because it'd be spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it's it's it's. I'm excited enough to maybe break that trend and actually watch it episode to episode. Yeah, because we're gonna watch it together, so you're gonna break that trend anyways. Or you can just wait twenty four episodes. That's I mean, half. That's I mean, half a year. I mean, mm, let's talk about this off air, please. Oh, actually, no. There is something we I did watch, and I watched it with you, which is Jujutsu Kaisen. We finally finished that. Yeah, we finished it. It was great. It was fucking, fucking awesome. Fantastic. So, they haven't announced season two yet, right? In terms of, like, when it will come, or even make an announcement. We they, know it will happen. Yeah, I know it will happen, man. I think it's because there's too much on MAPPA's plate, so then it, they're they're just, like... Do you think it's because they're busy with... with Chainsaw Man? Oh, also AOT, because they also announced when the second half of uh, the fourth season is going to come out. Uh, Did you actually watch the last episode? I haven't watched anything. Wait, has it aired? They, the last episode? They've, or is it tomorrow? Every, everything is out. Oh, so everything is everything out. Everything is out. But I just saw on Enemy News Network that they have announced that yes. part two of the final season is going to come out later. Fall. No, fall of 2021. One. Yeah, so in six months' time. So basically like season three, part one and two. Yeah. So we, we kind of expected that, right? Like, especially you haven't like read mostly up to date. Like you knew that within, I think it was 16 episodes. So yeah, was, the, they, they were the, never going to part one. So I am actually just only a little bit past what i'm assuming is the end of part one i don't know because i haven't watched it i've only read but i can based on what i've told you about yes i do know where roughly the timeline it is and i have read at least a little bit past will's uh consumption and also there's at one point where i can see that being the ending of part one at least that's my guess. Whether or not that's the case, I'll have to verify it some way, one way or the other. But that's it. So, yeah, that's probably why we won't be seeing a announcement. Well, we will see an announcement, but we won't be seeing Jujutsu Kaisen anytime soon because they just concluded the first season. It'll probably come out next year, and in between that point, you'll have Chainsaw Man and the final, final, final part of the final season of Attack on Titan coming out. So, Mappa's busy. Yeah. So. In terms of this new season, which I is the spring season, other than My Hero Academia Season 5, which we have yet to watch at all, there are two other, I guess, uh, non-sequel anime that I have consumed. And I will talk about both of them. Let's start with the one that I feel less strongly about, which is uh, called... Yoran, the Princess of Snow and Blood. It is a. Sh- it is a. Sh- what's it about? It's on Crunchyroll. Uh, the show is about 
essentially in the Edo, uh, you know, is it called Edo period? Like the ones yeah. with like uh, shoguns and Edo samurais yeah. and and uh, was it, uh, not concubines, but like uh, shogunates and uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, okay, so it's about that era, and then it's about one shogun basically dominating the country for a long period of time. Shogun being like, was it the military emperor or the emperor, basically, right? Essentially the emperor, yeah. Right, and then the reason why he is so dominant is because he uh, is has a monopoly over this resource. Now, this is going to sound crazy, Will, but bear with me. Basically... It's set in that era, but this resource has propelled parts of technology to the point where it is kind of absurd. And Yoran, which is the heroine of the story, works within a secret organization that tries to make sure that the Shogun is in power and defeat the revolutionists that are trying to murder or foil the shogun's presence and power, or to murder the shogun himself. That, And then there's, like, Western people that are in Japan, because that makes sense during that time. So there's, like, there's like a in episode one, which I only saw one episode, because that's all that come out yet, there was, like, a ball, like a Western, you know, dance ball, and there were, like, diplomats and stuff. But here's the part that gets kind of crazy, which is, so there's, like, um, cars, right? Like, the steam... Is it like the the old cars mm. with like the large ass wheels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one step up from like carriages, yeah. but it looks like mechanical carriages, right? What, what is there like a technical term for that? No, but I I can imagine what you're saying. Anyways, um, there are lightsabers, and there are zeros like double oh seven types of weird gadgets and intricacies, and then. It just so happens that your main heroine, <clears throat> sorry, your main heroine is called the Princess of Snow and Blood is because there is also a disease that's been infecting everyone throughout, like, the country. And you turn into monsters. Like, it's almost like Giabate, but I, I, whatever. Anyways, the main heroine, Yoran, is, has some sort of, like, supernatural mystical power and murders people. Or murder monsters. This is, sounds exciting. It sounds super... It's so generic. Yeah. Like, so generic. Yeah, but dude, like, generic doesn't have to be, like, bad. Oh, right? geisha. Geisha. Like, the concubine. Geisha. Oh, that's okay. the word that I was thinking of. Uh, but yeah, uh, don't... I mean, maybe I'll watch another two episodes, so it's like the three-episode rule. It's just, like, whatever, to be honest, at, at this point. I mean, you, you have your own sort of... It's, it's up to you, really, whether you want to stick with the three-episode uh, rule or if one episode's enough and you rather just focus on other because there's a lot of stuff to watch. Yeah, this I know. Oh, look, look, I'll see. Okay. Yeah. But the other one I'm definitely going to stick with is another anime called Mars Red. Okay, you did mention to me about Mars Red. So Mars Red streams on Funimation, and it is an anime that is actually based off of a stage play of all things, and. It is extremely interesting because the stage play voice actors and actresses are also the voice actors and actresses of the anime, or at least a portion of them. Some of are. them. I remember looking up on the the cast list, and I think at, at least two of them have done both the stage play and are also voicing uh, this uh, this anime. So, what is it about? 
it's also like takes place in the 1920s, 1930s, that era. So almost like kind of like the same technological advancement of what would be Yoron, even though it's weird. And then it's a it's like colonization times and stuff like that. And then it's about this uh, the army having a secret division of uh, fighters, I guess, like cadets, something like that. And um, their objective is to fight vampires that have ravaged the country. And it just so happens that the leader of this company is like, hey, let's fight fire with fire and have and have it be about vampires killing their own kind. Now, that sounds generic as fuck, to be honest. When I were to tell anybody this, the first season, I mean, the first, I only saw one episode because that's all it came out. It's goddamn gorgeous. Who's the studio behind it? Okay, so uh, let me see. The studio behind that is Signal MD. Oh, what? Yeah, dude. They're just some random generic run-of-the-mill studio. Yeah, I guess all they're known for, their main thing that they're known for is recovery of an MMO junkie, which yeah. I've watched and I thought was okay. But how do I put this? They do, uh, in um, Mars Red, they they widescreen it. They have letterboxing. It almost looked like a film composition. Like, the cinematography of it is, like, really... Empty, but empty in a way it's hauntingly beautiful. The music is outstanding. And I don't know how to explain it because this one episode has a lot of, like, symbolism. A lot of silence, actually. And, like, not talking. And then it goes in weird, interesting places. So the first episode, not spoilery, is about, funny enough, a stage play where an actress gets fatally injured only to recover completely four to five hours later and then she gets detained in like some prison facility specifically for vampires and the main character being the colonial uh cologne cologne what's what's the military rank it's c-o-l-o-n-e-l right yeah it's colonel colonel fuck I'm, i'm like really bad with names today colonel and then him dealing with it mm. i don't know if <clears throat> you can watch it as a standalone thing yeah i'm sorry dude like this is not to cut you off, but this sounds very generic okay but but like in we terms will of, like, watch the, the ad- first we will watch the first right. episode together and let's i'm very very interested to see what you think all right yeah convince me and i will the the anime will convince you whether or not they succeed as a different thing i'm not going to convince you okay so those are the two seasonal stuff that i have watched and that's only what you uh, is out right now, right? Yes. There's probably been more stuff out since, and will be in the next week or two. And then your watch list is, oh boy. So uh, there was a bunch of announcements for certain renewals of TV anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of them is a second season of an anime that I have watched but not finished. So then I finished the anime. It was on Crunchyroll. And it is called Science Fell in Love, so I tried to prove it. I remember this one. The announcement of the second season was like a week ago, something like that. And then I was like six episodes of the 12. And then I was just like, I'll just finish it. 
So what is the, what is this science fell in love? So I tried to prove it plot synopsis. It's essentially about a bunch of research scientists at a university, and the two, I guess, senpai are kind of in love with each other, but they're not sure. So they're like, well, we're scientists, we're researchers. Why don't we put this theory to the test and use statistics and science experimentation to try to prove that whether or not we are actually in love or not? And it's uh, pretty cute, pretty wholesome, and there's a second season, so I want to see how it goes. Uh, it's above average anime. I would give it like anything between a seven or an eight out of ten. Like uh, is like is like three point five stars out of five stars. It's pretty good. But well, I found the holy grail of fluffiness. Oh, here we go. Okay, all here right. Go. go ahead. What is it? What's the what's what's blowing up the the fluff meter for you? Oh, actually, wait. Okay, yeah, I, I talked about it, so I have to I have to let it out now. So. There's an anime called As Miss Belzebub Likes. It is based on a manga. And what is it about? It's about demons and angels. Specifically, it's about heaven and the underworld. And uh, Belzebub is a name of a prince of hell. But it just so happens that it's a woman in the anime. And unlike popular convention of heaven and hell fighting one another and being on polar opposites, in this world, hell is not necessarily a bad thing. Like the, They call it the underworld. They call it pandemonium. But it's not necessarily a bad thing as much as the, the I guess, the negative force. The, because it's not evil. They use their temptation to test people, not necessarily to make sure they fail, but actually to make sure they succeed so then they can go to heaven and judge them accordingly. It just so happens that Belzebub is the head of the underworld, and she's a woman, and then she has this almost like ruthless, cold exterior. And then it just so happens that she has a new assistant, head assistant, which is like a butler slash like caretaker and secretary and then it talks about him finding out that Belzebub and a bunch of the other generals or princes and princesses of hell are super into fluffy things like like super like literally about fluffy things like there's like this creature in the anime called an angel hair puff which is literally a ball of fur that goes and jumps up and down. They talk about like eating pudding and how that is like the sound effect. The sound director of this deserves an award because it is the most fluffy sound inducing anime I've consumed in my entire life. I think the anime is pretty good. It's eight out of 10, four stars. So you're thinking like, Jason, wouldn't you give it 9 out of 10? Because it's not like exceptional. But what it does in terms of comfort fluffiness is so good. If you were to have a drinking game where every time you hear a cute slash fluffy sound effect you drink, you will die of alcohol poisoning. 
it's also based on a manga, as I said. I read 10 volumes of the manga. There is 12 volumes from beginning to end. The 11th volume is out, and I think the 12th and final volume will be out later on in the year. So yeah, it's hella cute, hella good. Will oh, okay, I've Will hasn't said anything in so long, and he's just giving me all these faces. He's putting his hand on his face, like I can't believe I'm not watching this. It is so fluffy. That's cool. You you have all the fluff. Take it, take it, and go. I, I I'm not subscribing to that. I'm sure there are people who would enjoy this shit. I'm not one of them. Give me my domestic girlfriend and Scum's Wish. I'd rather watch that shit instead of Fluff. I know they're completely two different categories because one is good and the other one is Fluff. I'm not talking shit about your taste. It's just not mine. So the last anime that I consumed... Okay, so I mean, I, I guess we're done with that uh, as Miss Belzebub likes because you don't want any part of this. I do not care. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm you, sorry. You might care about... The mystery anime that I consumed. Okay, go for it. It's, um, I'm not going to pull any guesses. As we've been doing it's a light movie. novel. Based on a light novel. There is a manga adaptation. Oh my god. Have you been watching ReZero? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I did watch some of the first season, but, but that was ages ago. It's Nisekai. Not really, kind of. It's hard to explain. Okay. A, there's a long-ass title, but I know that doesn't help. It is The Misfit of Demon King Academy. History's strongest demon king reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. Also known as Misfit of a Demon King. Academy, yes. Yeah. Misfit of Demon King Academy. There is only one season that is out. I think there's th- 12 or 13 episodes. A second season was announced right after the first season. And the first season aired last year. You watched it on Netflix? It's on Netflix, Hong Kong. I think. You may have taken it off. Or it's one of those like other magical shows. I mean, like every now and then there'd be like Real Gun. There's Magical Index. There's another like they like Maoyu Magical Academy. There's another. Like, I, I think I watched it on Crunchyroll. I'm not entirely sure because I, I I watched it like a long like not like recently. I watched it like a week ago. Okay. So like I was too consumed by Miss as Miss Belzebub likes, but I did watch uh, Miss Photo Demon King Academy. So okay. Good. How how was it? What did you uh, What did you like? What did you not like about it? Before I get into how I feel about it, I need to let everyone know about another anime series that is kind of like an isekai as well, based off of a light novel as well. And there is actually was it three seasons of it. It is called Overlord, and Overlord is just stupid and trashy. And just, like, the CG is terrible. The 3D CG is terrible. The art is all right. And it's just about, like, an overpowered OP protagonist that dominates the world, but it comes from, like, a villain standpoint. I love Overlord. Misfit of Demon King Academy is goddamn stupid. It It is illogical. The 3D CG is so shit. It, the Demon King does stuff that makes no sense, but somehow it works in like the lore of the universe. It is so goddamn stupid. 
I love it to bits. You, are you finished it or like part part way through? So I am part way through. I am about halfway through. It's dumb. But what I can tell you for a fact is the pacing is so fast. Because, okay, uh, I read the manga, some of it, just to compare. The manga first volume, which is out, I think, last week or the week before. So it just so happens. In fact, that's why I watched it. Because I was like, oh, the manga version came out. Oh, right. This aired last year, and I heard it was trashy but good. Maybe I should, um, you know, watch it. The first volume is done with the first episode. Will. One volume per episode. Almost. This is almost like... No, this is this is worse than High Rise Invasion. Yeah, dog. Because High Rise is like, what, 12 pages of a, a chapter? This one is like... Okay. One, one, one volume is pretty much 200 plus pages. Yes. So what is Misfit of a Demon King Academy about? It, you heard the title, so... Based off of the title, which I will repeat again for everyone that's listening, The Misfit of Demon King Academy, colon, as in the punctuation, history's strongest demon king reincarnates and goes to school with his descendants. Literally, that is what it's about. Nothing else. That is literally what's it about. All right, we're good. Done. Move on to the next thing. What else is there to say, then? If it's like, that's just what it is. <laughs> and then like, one volume was an episode. It's well, what, what's 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 the catch? Like, why 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 should people watch it if it's just, just dumb? Because it is such a good guilty pleasure. Okay, okay, I will spoil something that happens in the first episode, right? And in the first chapter of the manga, there is all these demons who are trying to. There's this demon school that basically tries to find the reincarnation of the demon king which our protagonist is the actual Demon King. But they don't know that. No one knows that. No one believes him. So, And why would he? So then he goes to school, to this examination, to get into the school along with like a cohort of people that may or may not be the Demon King candidate, but in real life they're not because the main character is actually the reincarnation of himself. In, so then they battle. Like there's like an arena. There's, there's a tournament arc in like the first episode, but there's only one battle because they only show the main character fighting this one person. The main character, who is, by the way, the reincarnation of the Demon King of himself, goes to his opponent, snaps his fingers, and the dude dies. And then he casts a spell which ends up being resurrection, resurrects the person, and then murders him again. Resurrects him, murders him again. And it's like bloody. And then as he was doing this sequence of events repeated, he says to the guy, hey, I heard that there's a theory that when you kill someone and resurrect them, they are not actually the same person, but actually the experiences, thoughts, memories, and feelings of that person, but a completely new person. What do you think, uh, opponent? Let's test that theory. That is the first episode. This sounds really stupid. It is so stupid. It is so dumb. I think you really have to try and enjoy it, but it seems like it's it's got you. It's got me good. 
It's so dumb, man. Okay. All right. So that's it then. That's all you've watched. Yeah. Okay. Now then. Let's get ready for the next hour where we talk about the stuff that Jason has been reading. No. Uh, it's not going to take one hour. Okay. I'll just... 59 minutes. Okay. 59 minutes. Okay. okay. One of them I know because I put you on that shit. Okay. So let's start with that one. There is an old, old, old comic book series. 1995. Yes. Called Blame. Exclamation mark. B-L-A-M-E with one exclamation mark. It is a dystopian's kind of cyberpunk future where you follow a main character called Killy or Krill, depending on which translation you look at. Because apparently... It got translated multiple times by multiple companies. So the one you're reading is the, the master edition. That right? is correct. There is only six master editions, but there is ten volumes of the original manga. So there's like different versions that came out, but the one that I bought was the master version. So it's like an, an omnibus, uh, omnibuy. That's what? correct. Split into six, and the mangaka, which I forgot his name. Um, he is an architect by trade or studies architecture. And some of that the, explains a lot of things. Yes. Some of the geographical landscapes and structures of this dystopian future is phenomenal. I texted Will like just images and he texted me images too of of two-page spreads of the manga. It is gorgeous. Now, I know a lot of people there, it's a cult favorite. And the reason why is that there's not a lot of dialogue. In fact, there's so little dialogue that there are actual chapters where it's just no dialogue. It's just art and two-page spreads. And appreciation. And appreciation. I mean, you told me that you, uh, out of the, the six Master Edition like volumes, that you pretty much finished it. like Within seven hours, I finished it from yeah, beginning to end. You told me in the morning you were watching it, reading it, and then by the time I got off work, you're like, I'm done. Yeah, that's correct. It, it was. It took me seven hours. Less than seven hours. Uh, in one sitting? I mean, I laid on my bed. You had the bathroom break. And the bathroom I had, break. I had some lunch. I had some lunch. I did, I, I did all those things, yeah. You didn't just sit there seven hours, just... No. Okay. Ten out of ten. Five stars. I can't believe I did not read this any sooner. There will be haters out there. You can all... Oh, but the haters are probably the ones who watch the movie. So, okay, here's the thing. There is an anime adaptation. But there are multiple anime adaptations. To my knowledge, there is a very, very old anime adaptation that came out in the early 2000s that were just completely shat on. Based off of uh, my anime list, the score. Also, it there's no way for me to find it. I like I, I can't find it because I guess it's like that old. The manga because they they re they re released it into the omnibus and stuff, so it's available. But I can't find the old anime. But I have yet to watch the Netflix movie called Blame. That is based off of the manga series. The 3D CG anime film. Yes. Done by Polygon Pictures. Yes. The people who also did Ajin Demi Human. Yes. Which is one of my 
personal cult favorites. I so guess. I will report back whether or not the movie is even like good. Oh man, it can't shine. It can't shine its own light. I think like we talked about this too, because like I know a fair amount of people who have watched it, and I watched like, a couple minutes of the so, movie. So it's, so it's the actual Netflix movie, not the TV series. Movie, that... movie, movie. Um, so I watched a bit of it, and I think it's kind of like the discussion we had about like berserking adaptation, berserk and an adaptation, in that the scale and intricacy that goes into developing the art for Blame in like a manga format just would not be able to translate well into a into a 3d cg kind of environment it just just doesn't work right yeah you you don't get the same kind of like hollow emptiness from looking at like the fast scaled architecture from the two panels Mm -hmm. and when you're watching it from cg i think the the, the issue is like watching something reading something static compared to watching something like smooth it's two different ways of appreciating something I like reading certain manga. It's like for me, like I've I've read and watched both. Like, uh, what was it called again? Yeah, I've watched like King, I read and watched King and Ashura. Right, I appreciated like the stills they had in terms of like the fights, but I also liked it when they animated it. But that's because it's just two people fighting in an arena. What you're talking about here is it, it literal. It's it's like dead space, grim, gritty architecture send space and it's a fucking massive landscape but then you were to translate that into a film like a 16 by 9 aspect ratio it just doesn't translate well like you don't get the same kind of grittiness it looks too clean yes uh the grittiness does add a lot of i guess atmosphere and flavor in the manga yeah and And the fact that black and white you show you show dark emptiness much better than and the action is actually surprisingly legible, despite the fact that it it's like messy but clear. I like the art is messy but clear. Can we talk about the other monsters though in Blame? God damn, like the necromorph looking motherfuckers. Necromorphs being from a video game series that Dead both Space. you and I adore called Dead Space. Yes, well, I think you like it more than I do. I like it enough. But I like I sure love Dead Space. Dead Space. Cool. Yeah. So your boy Jason and Polygon Pictures. I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch Blame because I learned my lesson with Knights of Sidonia, which is another property done by the same mangaka. And just so happens that Polygon Pictures has, I think, two or three seasons and several movies worth of this anime, Knights of Sidonia. I read Knights of Sidonia, not all of it, but some of it. And I have to say that despite the fact that Knights of Sidonia being very faithful in, in in anime, in the anime, at least based off of what I consumed in the anime ages ago and thought it was not great. The manga is extremely, the two are very faithful to one another in terms of like story progression, the scenes, the art. But somehow the manga was just easier to accept and digest and appreciate way more than the the, the anime so i mean hey we did a whole episode on this right just because it gets adapted doesn't mean it's going to be good yeah some things should just be left as is understandably commercial reasons sure go ahead and make that money but as a fan i'd rather see something that is already perfected the way it is rather than being translated into something that's a little more convenient i, I don't really care for stuff that like if i already watched it as a, if i already read it as a manga and i enjoyed it I don't necessarily need to read the manga, watch the anime unless I know it's good. 
Right. So then speaking on the adaptations, I decided to then go on this adaptation train, which is then I decided to read a bunch of manga that have anime adaptations incoming. Because, you know, after all, this is not necessarily a complete manga podcast, not a complete anime podcast, but anime is, for better or for worse, which it's fine by me, the main way that people consume uh, animation. So I get it. Anime, you want to consume it by by watching it, not reading it. So To Your Eternity is airing this season. In fact, it should be airing in a couple of days. I have read up to volume three of it. I think there is 11 or 12 volumes out. It is... I don't want to talk too much about that because A the anime is going to come out soon and then we'll see for ourselves or I'll see for myself whether or not it is ad, uh, adapted faithfully and, you know, the atmosphere and everything. But also because the storyline is... I don't even know how to explain it to people. I, 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 I mean, you just told me it's very depressing. It is majorly depressing. More depressing than Fire Punch? Or is it a completely different kind of depressing? It's a completely different kind of depressing. Right. Because Fire Punch is a fucked up kind of why am I still alive kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, I would say To Your Eternity is more like, wow, real life kind of sucks. Like, but not like added added things to make you think that the world is messed up. It's just more like life is hard for some people. And for some other people, life is really hard. So, I'll report back on To Your Eternity. I'm excited, based off of the manga stuff, to see what the anime is all about. Yeah, do you think you're going to be putting a hold on it now, now that the seasonal uh, episodes are going to be rolling through soon? Or do you I think, think I will... Do like a read-along, watch-along kind of thing? I will read, because it's I'm up to volume three, so yeah. that's pretty far into what would be one season, tw- uh, 12 episodes worth. So, I might read up to volume four, just to make sure that I know all of what to expect from... Uh, season one, or I'm pretty ahead by a couple episodes so that I can see the pacing and how they go about doing certain things. Right. Well, you're going to have to try and find a way to balance everything out because you've also been reading Hell's Paradise, right? Yes, Hell's Paradise uh, is an anime that is incoming soon. The manga is was on Shonen Jump Plus. Jump, jump or Jump Plus? Yeah, Jump Plus, I think. And it is about a bunch of convicts and their executioner handlers going onto an island to find the ex to find like a uh, immortality potion or something that the shogun wants because it's it's set in the age of samurais and ninjas and shoguns but no like crazy advancement like it's just historical in that sense yeah the anime got announced earlier this year in mm-hmm. january the same day that it ended its run on jump plus so yes kind of like chainsaw man right like once it ended who announcement this is gonna get animated now uh i think it should be pretty good i'm pretty excited i think it's on my watch list to be fair i have so much on my watch list not just myself but also in group like for example second season of moriarty is coming out yeah we need to watch that you know are you, are you gonna be watching shaman king yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's that. I, uh, I owe it to myself to at least see if it's good. S S S S. How many S's have I had? S S four. S Dinazanon. Yeah, because Gridman sequel. Yeah, I. We I, yeah. uh, the first episode came out 
yes last I night think, yeah, or this morning yeah yeah there's also i mean for me right like i, I need to i have so much to watch we need to watch nomad uh, Megalobox season two, yeah. Nomad. Yeah. Yep. Journey Eternity. We talked about that. Um, eighty six. We briefly talked about that too. I want to watch it. I want to watch Tokyo Revengers. I want to watch Cestus. I want to watch. What is Cestus? It's the Roman fighter. Oh, the one with Netflix. Yeah. Good luck with that. I don't. Uh, there's I, also I, one that you and I should be pretty excited about. Shadows House. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, from what I can tell, no one really cares about it. It's Cloverworks, dude. It's on Funimation, but it's it, I. It looks interesting. It looks interesting. Yeah, so far like the trailers and like the the arts for it looks looks cool. I'm down to look. I I've been convinced. Cloverworks is dope. I want to check out more stuff. So, why hey, not? Ho- hey, Mia, The last episode is tomorrow, uh, and uh, it is ten out of ten for me. Easy. Okay. Are Are you gonna watch the adaptation for the World Ends with You? Yes, I will. Okay. Uh, the world ends with you being a Square Enix video game that was on the Nintendo 3DS, and then it got like redone for like PlayStation 3 and 4 or, or right. Switch. Some yes, yeah, Switch. And now, I think. now it's going to be an anime adaptation too. Right. It's about uh, a bunch of kids, like teenagers in Shibuya, fighting with badges and weird monsters and stuff like that. So, are you watching Slime? Nope. Okay. Uh, I was going to watch season to like the one that just finished right because i think the one that is airing soon is season two part two or something i think like part one part two is like becoming a thing so right are you you up to date with um fruits basket nope because the final season's out i know it started off with a banger dude apparently yeah it's uh at least again this is just mal ratings Uh 8.57 yo joe what was horimiya when it first debuted Roughly the same. 8.5 something as well, right? Yes. So, I haven't watched any Fruits Basket. I know you've watched the first season. Yes, and I watched, like, the first couple episodes of the second season. Right. So, I mean, you're not dying to watch it, right? But, hey, like... I think it was one of those things where I really liked it. It was really good. And then I kind of was like, I'll wait on it a bit. And then I just never got around to it. Nothing against it. But it just get around to it later but you only watched the new stuff or did you ever watch like the original i didn't watch the original okay so you started straight from uh, the re- remake the, okay. the reboot remake that premiered in 2019 i think should i get on it it's on netflix it's all right i mean you watch a couple episodes of first season and you'll know okay except it actually mm, because it becomes is generic at first but then that's only because they have to introduce everyone and then it actually becomes pretty good so it's hard to say because I think the first couple episodes is very non-indicative of where it's going because it's very formulaic at first. It's like uh, Fruits Basket is is about a girl who lives with a bunch of dudes who belong to a family called the Soma family. And it just so happens that they are all 12 Zodiacs animals. And when at least some of the main characters hug another female they turn into their animal and yeah it's it sounds weird but but uh, it's enjoyable it's enjoyable it's good i mean dude it's super highly rated so it is it is really good might as well give it a shot right yeah you should give it a shot okay i'll 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 give it a shot from season 1 and then see where it takes me i mean the fact that season 3 well the final season right now is off of the banger right now is i think it's worth checking out yeah. So um, there's two more mangas that ha- that actually both have anime adaptations that I will just briefly touch on because 
we're actually running a bit far. But we don't have any news, so or at least nothing major news. So I that, mean, like outside of things getting sequels or getting like the green lights to get an adaptation, yeah, nothing major, nothing major. Yeah. So the last two that I'm going to talk about, the first one is called "My Senpai Is Annoying," which is essentially about an office life off like oh like oh office lady office guy office it's about an office culture and it's about uh a senpai it being like super like super big and huge because he did karate and then like a small petite girl like really small to the point where people make jokes that like she is not 20 something but rather looks like 12 and it talks about the the slice of lifeness of these two people that are kind of into one another and also other members of the office having uh you know slice of life stuff and romance it's pretty good uh but other than it's comfort food but i don't know if the anime would be very exceptional i just think it will be very It'll be fine. I think that's that's my guess. But the one that I'm actually quite curious about in terms of the anime adaptation is a series called Shikimori Isn't Just a Cutie. There's three volumes out now by Kodansha. And I think there's a hell of a lot more volumes in, in Japanese. And what is Shikimori Isn't Just a Cutie? It's about a girl called Shikimori dating this guy who I can't remember for the life of me his name. It's about this girl who is, like, super cute, but it just so happens that she is super badass. As in, for example, the, and it just so happens that the main male character, who's, like, like, they're together in the very beginning, that he always gets into danger. So you know how the dynamics of relationships of the guy being the dominating, protective one of, like, the poor and vulnerable girl, right? This uh, Shikimori and... And the boyfriend essentially switch role reversals of this cute girl actually protecting um, her boyfriend and looks super cool while doing it. And says all these one-liners that are just like, you swoon over it. And it's about the guy trying to be like, oh my god, my girlfriend is awesome and cute and badass. But like, why do I always put myself in this position and then it's formulaic at first because each page is or every couple of pages is one chapter. And then the story expands to including other characters and is actually quite good. Um, and then it talks about the relationship between the main couple and the anime is incoming. And I think the anime would actually be pretty good. So we'll see how it goes with these anime adaptations. All right. Well, it sounds like, uh, well, I mean, that sounds like it has been a pretty uh, eventful reading and watching session for you, huh? I, I talked a lot, dude. Yeah. I feel bad. You didn't, like, compared to me talking, talk not a lot. Oh, it's cool. No, I mean, like, obviously, if you need someone to read all the boring crap, just, just give it to Jason. Oh, oh, okay. All right. It was nice to catch a nap during that. <laughs> hey, ReZero's dope, right? Oh, Made in Abyss is dope, Get right? Out. Okay. Get out now. Okay. <laughs> if you dare to read either one of them and talk about it on this podcast. JoJo is shit, right? 
Oh God, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, speaking of, actually, there has been a bit of an update on that one actually. So, um, for the longest time, JoJo fans and I guess people who like anime and like good cultured anime, uh, the next arc of the JoJo series, which is Stone Ocean. A lot of people were expecting announcements for the manga to get adapted because it usually follows like a cycle of every two to three years you'll see the next part. So you know we had like um, you know Diamonds Unbreakable along with uh, Golden Wind in the past four or five years. So then we thought, okay, that means that Stone Ocean is going to be coming out soon. Uh, by the way, uh, just for me, Stone Ocean is part what? Part six. Part six, and the one after that is uh still ball run still, still ball, ball run. run okay and the one before it before still ball run or no oh. no before star ocean oh uh, golden wind or yeah golden wind and golden wind is out on anime right in anime she, form and she is now on netflix so for the longest time netflix hong kong they only showed the first season which was um blood tendency or blood battle tendency uh, battle tendency and then phantom no no sorry no phantom blood followed by battle tendency Followed by, oh god, I forgot what the third part was called. Starlight Crusaders. Uh, yes, Star- Stardust Crusaders. Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, how do you know this? <laughs> uh, and then afterwards, you then have Diamond is Unbreakable, and then Golden Wind. Yeah, and then or it's like Vento Oreo or whatever the uh, the name was. And, and then there's Rohan. Rohan Kishibe yeah. is the the side story for Diamond is Unbreakable, which is actually really fantastic. If you have time, and it's on it, Netflix. Watch it. Um, so yeah, Golden Wind is also on Netflix now. But back on Stone Ocean. A lot of times when the creator, Araki, um, introduces specific characters or stands, which are like the powers that manifest within them, it's the main like uh, power system in, the, uh, in the, the, the manga, in the anime. A lot of times like, he likes to use names. Before, it, was used, to, it used to be like names of like uh, ancient like, gods, goddesses, deities, and all that. Um, a lot of mythological stuff. So when it came to copyright, it wasn't really an issue. However, recently he started using. Wait, wait, wait. Do we want to actually reveal this? Because isn't that a spoiler? What uh, you're about to say? What I'm saying is specific to that arc. Uh, I'm not saying everything. I, what I'm saying is like a lot of a lot of the um, stands usually use like names of like rappers or rock stars, and whatnot. That's a known fact. However, there it, it does then bring copyright issues so there have been some name changes and with the upcoming uh parts it's actually going to be quite tough for them to get over a couple of these copyright hurdles so it means that the adaptation for the anime which will be globally released uh is actually going to be pushed back a lot longer than expected so we were expecting announcements just uh, around april this year uh April 10th yeah. is the actual to next uh, week because they did a countdown i think I think we actually talked about very briefly, yeah, like ages ago about an actual countdown to this event that's happening on April 10th. Which the reason why Will knows all this is because uh, details of it got leaked. So whether or not it is true is a different thing entirely. We have no way to verify yeah. it. So don't quote us on it. But to all the JoJo fans, the people who are interested in Part Six, just wait a bit longer. When when is it coming out? Predictedly to be 2025. Jesus, that's long. Yeah, so three years, no, four years from now. It's a long time. So, hey, look, if you can get your hands on some of the English translated stuff, I know that everything from part one to part three is all done. Go ahead and read it. Uh, or just rewatch parts four and five. Those are yeah. my favorite parts. Part, I think I actually really like part three, but people said that like the pacing was a bit off. 
I, I don't care. I, I like anything JoJo except for part one. So uh, I think the annou- the leaked announcement also says something about Rohan Kishibe, right? Yeah, they're going to be introducing two new stories to the Kishibe-verse. Um, so if you haven't watched the first four, go ahead and watch those. Those are really, really good. Uh, and you should be expecting to see two more OVAs coming out uh, sometime this year. Uh, I think two? Two more. So, hey, look, 2025 um, predicted. It's going to be quite a long, long, long time from now. But, look, like. We have plenty, jo- we have plenty to watch in the meantime. The, the, the JoJo manga started in the 80s. It's like. If anything, JoJo fans were patient, except for some who are a little more hardcore. We're probably talking about those ones, which are a little more insufferable. I'm not one of them. I'm worse than that. Okay. I can deal with that. So, yeah. I think that is... I did have a bit of news. Huh? Yeah, okay. we did have a bit of news, yeah. I mean, technically, all all like what I've been reading and watching has anime adaptations incoming, so I guess that's kind of news for some people. And, yeah, yeah so... You're getting two birds stoned. Two birds with one stone. Two birds stoned is like a yeah. different thing entirely. No, you're you're getting them both stoned, like high, mm, like four twenty blaze. No. What? It's that's the saying, right? What? Okay, you're getting two birds stoned with one stone. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm being dumb. Okay. I know that. I don't know if everyone else does. Now, now you feel dumb, don't you? I feel kind of dumb. I feel I just lost some brain cells. All right. Well, we'll take some time off to regain those brain cells because we're going to be hitting uh, some 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 meat and potatoes. This is going to be a really really heavy heavy discussion. Yeah. So we will be right back after this break. Right. Well, is there any uh, crazy uh, pseudo sponsors that sponsored our show today? I, I don't think after what um, you know, after I told everybody that I've been reading Domestic Girlfriend, uh, the sponsors haven't come. The sponsors are staying away from me for just just one episode. So, so uh, the sponsors that we're gonna make up for this episode doesn't exist anymore. Uh, well, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. We we can't always get sponsored by fictional organizations. Yeah. Hey. Well, there's always next episode, right? We still have Isekai Motors, if anything. Yeah, Isekai Motors is doing good. Okay. All right, guys, we'll be right back soon. listening to this that means you must be excited for the second half of today's episode in which we'll be going over a pretty meaty topic so once again this is will and jason over here as well yo so uh yeah took a while to, to go through jason's extensive read and watch list but you know sometimes people just you know want to take things to the next level and apparently there's another level above that hey look i will you you're the past two weeks, I actually thought I would be super busy, and you thought you would not be super busy, but then it turns out that we were both wrong, and then therefore, which, hey, look, it happens, right? Like, there's going to be times when I can't, uh, you know, watch or read much, so I was just like, I'm pretty sure, like, April's going to be hell for me, the rest of April, at least, so then... I might as well enjoy the calm before the storm. So yeah, and the storm is already hitting for me. Uh, work has been pretty tough, but uh, you know, 
what am I, what am I going to do, right? Like, I'm not going to take time off work just to do whatever I need here. I need to be able to make sure that once I do get off work, that's uh, whatever remaining time I have left, I try and squeeze some anime and some manga, which I guess I did, but I only managed to watch three episodes total. I haven't even finished any of the seasonals yet that I've been re- watching from this previous season. So I haven't finished Attack on Titan. I haven't finished Jumpless Reincarnation. And unfortunately, I haven't finished Dr. Stone yet. I'm literally just one or two episodes away. We're almost done with uh, Wonder Egg, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We forgot. There oh, yeah. was a bit of a In bit July. of news. June or July? June. Yeah. So, June 22nd. Yeah. So it was slated to have 12 episodes for the season. But because one of them was a recap episode, I should say it anyway. It's not a spoiler. Um, because now they've made an announcement. That there's going to be a final series wrap-up episode coming up in July. June. June. June 22nd. Yeah. So, except for that, which means we should watch the next, however many episodes we have left. We have two left? Two left. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, our main discussion topic today is a two-fold kind of discussion about anime and manga. If you like stats, this is going to be a good episode. We are talking this episode about the proliferation and stigmatization of anime and manga. Yeah. I think... Whether or not you are reading any manga or watching any anime or you know how connected you are, I'm sure that through third party or like you know just through friends and other connections, you know a fair amount of what people think about anime, or maybe you have your own personal opinions about anime. And on the other hand, anime used to be this very niche, niche thing. And I think to to this very day, it's still somewhat of a niche to a certain degree, but it's growing. It it's, it's not it's, only just growing; it has grown to, uh, like it's grown quite a bit. And I mean, we we talked a little bit about like how it's starting to get more and more international claim. The fact that you know we talked about the Crunchyroll numbers, we talked about the mergers between Crunchyroll and Funimation, Sony picking it up as well. It, it's 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 a it's a vast landscape now, but right. even then, it's still pretty much it, it, it will still be considered niche, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely, like a special interest kind of thing. So we're gonna. I mean, I haven't told Will ask Will this, but I think we should split into either proliferation of anime and manga throughout the years or stigmatization of anime and manga throughout the years. Yeah, let's start with the good stuff. Let's start with you know what made anime the way it is now and how it's seeped into the mainstream and generally you know what's what people think about it. I think nowadays, you know, the the perception of anime is a lot more positive than it used to be. Okay, well, more positive. But that's the right. You were talking about the proliferation and how like people think about. No, that's stigmatization. Well, proliferation is how much it has grown. But that's also because of the fact that it's been more widely accepted. Therefore, it's grown too. But that's right? stigmatization. Okay, okay, yes, right? that is correct. If, if yeah, we're, yeah. If sorry. we're talking stigma, then we're talking specifically about the negative aspects or the negative perceptions of anime. It's like it's almost like we should have talked about this before we started. But recording. that's literally what stigma is. Yes. So you're, no, no, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're doing this live, doing it live. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Okay, wow, it spiked pretty hard there. Okay, yeah. So will, uh, yes, definitely, the sentiment about anime has changed throughout the years for sure. I think anime as a medium is not only more widely accepted, but it is also earning a lot of money. 
a boatload of money. So the Association of Japanese Animation, the AJA, is the quintessential organization that manages and aggregates stats and numbers of the anime and manga industry. They release a report every year about the previous two years. Like it's it's like um it's like census. They always release the census two years before or something like that. Like you don't you don't report 2020 numbers at 2020. You report them a year or two after you can digest the data and everything, you know, winds down. So we have the latest data about 2018 and 2019 that we got the report from the the AJA, the Association of Japanese Animations, and it's in English. So you can even go up to their website at aja.gr.jp and download the English version of the report, and it's quite comprehensive. Yeah, we can link it in the description yeah, yeah, of the we, uh, yeah, episode as well. Definitely. And uh, it's free to access and free to download and view, and... Look, maybe you're not like a stats person. Maybe you don't really care about the numbers. Maybe you just like watching anime. But it does help to give you a little bit of context as to the development of the anime and manga industry. Anime specifically. Manga, yeah. that's a whole different thing we can that, talk yeah. about. But it's, 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 it's grown. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, grown it's, it's important, I think, because, sure, you may not care about the behind-the-scenes stuff. You may not care about that, you know, the, the anime industry has grown to 2 point five one one two trillion yen which is about 24.08 billion dollars in 2019 24 billion us dollars that's insane but like why is that why does that matter to the average viewer average listener because quite simply the bigger market it is the more money is going to be injected in the more creative creative energy and resources that will be injected back into the industry. So then, therefore, you would see, theoretically, more anime and more manga. Yeah, you want to be able to gain more exposure for it, right? To be able to shine more of a light so that it becomes more commonplace for people. Therefore, like, you know, curiosity can get the better of you, and you'd be like, well, okay, well, maybe I've never really wa- I've watched, you know, Western cartoons. Now maybe it's time to check out some anime. You know, in the end, it's just, you know, similar things, but in a different skin. Yeah, so uh, to quote the AJA a bit more, uh, 2019 was the 10th consecutive year that the industry has grown and has almost doubled in size since 2009. And in 2009, the industry was worth 1.27 trillion yen. So 1.27 trillion yen in 2009, and then in 2019, it was 2.5112 trillion yen. That's insane. Big numbers, big big numbers, but it's good though. I think like you know the, the more num- the, the more money we can get into it, like you said, right? Like, we'll be able to get more shows, maybe even get more studios on board to try and make more stuff. Yeah, or just more investment capital to have uh, more independent studios. Like for example, we didn't put this in the docket, but like Puparia, for example, is an indie anime that was somewhat self funded or privately funded that I would say when we were kids is impossible, almost impossible, unless if you want to see all that money pretty much never come back. So the fact that that was available, the fact that Kickstarter with Little Witch Academia from Studio Trigger, which Will and I watched and both quite liked, um, that would not have been possible. So it, and also 
uh, what was it? The I think last episode we talked about the girl on the other side. Yeah, which is a big Kickstarter, and they got their goal met within on this within, within twenty four hours, hours. Yeah. and their goal was not like you know a very small goal. It was a very substantial goal, and it's only gonna get bigger. And the only reason why it has received so much funding is because people love anime, people love manga, people care about how anime has grown, literally. So, yeah, like it, it's not just the fact that, like, oh, you know, like more and more countries are watching it, blah blah blah. You know, it's like, and then like certain places haven't grown, blah blah. One of the interesting bits stats that we have um we, we talked about how you know just more and more platforms are now starting to air and stream uh anime one of which is netflix mm-hmm. right so i believe in the last year um they actually did a report that among its users about 100 million subscribers or at least 100 million households had streamed at least one anime title yeah uh the fact that uh netflix has an anime partnership collaboration program with a lot of studios by the way yes and i think netflix even has uh what was it an animation scholarship yes that's it where they is it netflix it's netflix right where they Uh, bring you okay we should yeah yeah, please where they they bring you to japan please please google it so i i don't we don't misquote this because it's a big deal but anyways while will is uh busily typing things out ah it's a collaboration with studio ghibli oh yeah, so basically Netflix and uh, what studio basically joined forces to create an art academy. Then an what is Studio Gib- Ghibli? You said Studio Ghibli. Just it's a, it's created by the former by a former Studio Ghibli animator, Hitomi uh... Tateno. So that person is going to be running the the program. It's a six month program, which is kind of like, um, like you said, it's 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 a full scholarship covering fees and living expenses while staying at the Sasayuri Video Training Institute in Tokyo. And it's not just for Japanese local people. It's for it's open to everyone. Non-citizens are considered. You do have to live in Japan, however. Well, yeah. And also be able to speak some Japanese. Again, right? It, it makes sense. Japanese is their main language. You have to be at least be able to converse. You don't have to be yeah. fluent. And you have to communicate with the other staff members or other students. So you just have to learn some Japanese or know some Japanese. But this shit wouldn't have happened without literally the fact that all these animes, all this anime, all this manga can now be consumed on streaming services. Yes, yeah, not just that, but also the fact that Netflix and Wit Studio would see this as a worthwhile investment. To invest in several years, full ride paid Everything, living expenses, scholarship, m- like program money, job, even. I mean, if you were, if you ever watched like a series, and at the end of the episode, maybe caught a little bit of the credits, you will see there's a lot of non-Japanese names on there. Like there's a lot of Vietnamese, a lot Korean, of Korean, yeah. a lot of Filipino, a lot some of Chinese. Chinese too. Yeah, but those are studios that are kind of like remote, offsite. They're not in Japan. They're literally in their their own respective home countries. Now this is an opportunity to actually bring those animators, maybe not those ones specifically, but aspiring animators and creators to come into Japan, the birthplace of anime, to come in, really like review their craft, bring something new, and actually make a living out of it. You wouldn't have seen this like 10, 15 years in, in Japan. Right. And I think another thing that is quite prevalent is not only on the tv anime front but also the movie anime front i think 
before we go into that though, mm-hmm. uh, you know how we talked about how Netflix had a, a record a hundred hundred million households. Yeah, I don't know if it's hundred households or like specifically just subscribers or like users. Yeah, but uh, this year alone, uh, in January, Netflix had just surpassed two hundred million subscribers. So if we were to say that hundred hundred people household is a hundred million users. Fifty percent of Netflix's user base has watched a anime at least. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because there's so much shit on there. But it's like you would think, okay, like definitely, like it's on there. They have on the catalogs. Someone's gonna watch it. One in two people on Netflix has watched anime. Yes, one anime, and that's like a staggering number to me. Yes, like whether or not they're doing that just to see what's up. Yeah, out of curiosity, or or, or whether or not they are a hardcore like. Uh, anime watcher like like myself that to be honest i should subscribe to uh, it, it may, i should i it should may also just be the fact that like some countries just don't have a really big crunchy role or funimation or even have access to country yeah or, or, or animation uh, earlier what i was saying about subscribing like i haven't i do have a netflix premium subscription but i should subscribe to watching more live action stuff because that's what my parents use uh, my profile for I use it mainly just to watch anime I, I do a bit of both but mostly I, I would say like 90% of the time I'm watching anime there's really only two shows that I've watched on Netflix uh, in the past year or so which like live action um, which is Money Highest or Custom Papel and then the other one being Narcos outside of that everything is anime so I think look what we call what I would call classic anime like Dragon Ball Z, like Sailor Moon, like Astro Boy, you know all these properties back in the day have always been sort of in the zeitgeist of certain groups of the Western population. Things like Samurai Champloo, things like uh, Cowboy Bebop, considered classics. But I would say the first time. I mean, I would wager a guess, right? I mean, every it's subjective. But I would say the first real time that people were like, oh, wow, anime might be a big deal is, I think, in 2006? Basically, the year that Spirited Away uh, That's won. That's 2000, I think. 2000? I, I thought Spirited Away was much older. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, this was a pivotal moment in yeah, anime history. Yeah, because it wasn't the other properties that the Studio Ghibli properties that I adore as well, like I adore Princess Mononoke's my f- and Princess Laputa Castle in the Sky. Ah, it released uh, December 2001. So, oh wow, okay, yeah. So, uh, Studio 20 years ago, Studio Ghibli released in 2000, uh, Spirited Away in 2001, and it won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film. Yeah, it was, it was huge, yeah, man, it and was massive. And, to be fair, though, like Ghibli like, has always produced some really fantastic properties. I mean, like, we're talking about fucking like House Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, Laputa, Castle in the Sky, we're talking about um, the my, Valley of the Wind to some extent. My, uh, my neighbor, I almost said my hero. Totoro. Oh no! <laughs> no, my neighbor, my neighbor Totoro. Um, Kiki's delivery as Kiki's well. Kiki's delivery service. I like that a lot too. For me, you know, my my personal favorite is Porcaroso. But oh wow, yeah, okay, yeah, not but, bad. But then it's like you know, some of these like they're they're huge, but none of them got onto the global scene as hard as Spirited Away. To this day, people are still talking about Spirited Away. There are so many cosplays and dress ups as characters from the show. From the movie. And then to make matters 
even crazier, things like your name. Big. For better or for worse, I thought the movie is pretty good. I liked it a lot. I, I liked it. it I, I wouldn't say it is like crazy good, but it is good enough that I can see that and be like, yeah, man, anime is pretty dope, right? And apparently a lot of people agree with me because... and A lot of people. I mean, it was, before Mugen Train, it was the most successful animated movie, right? Well, you're talking about worldwide or... No, 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 in Japan. In Japan, yes. Yeah. Worldwide, it was, it was still, still spirited, spirited away. away. But by, by a very... Well, I say marginal. It, it was $15 million. Dude, that's not a lot. That's Yeah, but like, it's a lot of money, but in respect to like... Movie sales? Yeah. That's not a lot. Do you know what came like? So like we talked about Demon Slayer. We talked about Spirited Away. Your name. Do you know what the the fourth one was worldwide? The Dragon Ball movie. No, this is also a Ghibli movie. Uh, Mononoke. No, oh, no, no, no. The cat. Mononoke was ninth. Cat. No. Castle. Castle. Laputa Castle in the Sky. How's Moving Castle? Uh, oh, How's Moving Castle. But the but the disparity is huge. Whereas Your Name made three hundred eighty mil. Howl's Moving Castle was 235. So almost, oh, wow. almost 1. 1. So th- yeah, 150 million. So 380 mil is... Worldwide. Worldwide is, is grossing. For, or? for uh, uh, your name. Right. I would say even as an American summer box office, 380 US, right? Yes. Is a very, very respectable number. And then when you factor in the, the fact that the budget of a typical American summer blockbuster is infinitely more than a Japanese animation film because that's just the way it is. It is absurd that it earned that much money. Yeah, but yeah, you you can't really con- like compare the budgets between uh, an animated film and a live action film. No, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I'm just saying. It, 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 that, but that's it's why. It's praiseworthy. It, that's why when you put it in that context, the numbers are insane. And I think Mugen Train now is just shattering records everywhere despite COVID. 424 million Hong, uh, US dollars. Uh, you're going to say Hong Kong dollars? That's it, not a lot. You would have had to make it into the billions in yeah. Hong Kong dollars. Yeah, so it's... it. The impact of anime in the zeitgeist of just the Western audience is, is huge. It's fucking massive. I mean, if you were to tell an average person on the street, hey, do you like Naruto? Have you heard of Naruto? Do you like One Piece? I can guarantee you that nine out of ten people, Dragon US, Ball, will know of either One Piece, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, uh, Naruto, Bleach. Yeah, absolutely nine out of ten. There Pokemon, a hundred percent. But let's let's just let's even take Pokemon out of the equation. Pokemon's not an anime. Ooh. Pokemon is not an anime. Pokemon is first and foremost a gaming property that has spread out into many. Many different forms. Okay, of okay, media. that 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 I I accept that answer, right? Because it's huge. I mean, we're talking about trading card games. We're talking about the actual games themselves. We're talking about merchandise. We're talking about movies. Like it's it's hard. It's it's kind of like why like it's kind of hard to uh when we're talking about anime films. There's anime films and there's Ghibli films, but at the same time, like it's still under the same umbrella. We're still talking about the good old anime. So. so- it is interesting to see that despite the fact that anime has become so widespread throughout, you know, our lives from when we were childhood till now, I would say, in my personal opinion, subjective opinion, that the Japanese studios, executives, you know, like the 
the high managerial positions, not even just anime and video, uh, anime and manga, but even with video games, are very uh, blasé about acknowledging the impact of the international market. They are a lot better now than they than people were back, like even five years ago. But it is funny how the international market obviously is way larger than the population of the entirety of Japan. But a lot of decisions, for example, that uh, if we could go off topic a little bit with video games, Nintendo does some really archaic stuff or doesn't adopt certain practices that should have been adopted ages ago that only gets adopted now. And that's the same thing with animation studios as well. I mean, we talked about like localization, getting studios to translate certain things. I mean, again, running off of the video game example, I mean... We, you played many of the Final Fantasy games, yeah, right. So you know, like there's Fantasy One, Final Fantasy One, all through fifteen, right? But well, to Fa- be fair, like Final Fantasy One was like Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Two in America was Final Fantasy Five. Four. Oh, four, oh, five, was... four or five. Yeah, and Final Fantasy Three in America was Final Fantasy Six. Uh huh. And then afterwards, all of a sudden, Final Fantasy VII came out. I was like, well, what the fuck happened to the other ones? Then they started re-releasing the originals, and translating them, uh, and then sending them onto the Super Nintendo. And then redid the them, remastered. Yeah, but then the Final Fantasy III, they only released on the DS and 3D version, and it's the only way you can play it. But the original is still very much in Japanese. Um, so, yeah, the, you also have, like back into like, the manga thing and the anime as well. Sometimes older... Manga, depending on whether or not it gets like worldwide acclaim, it takes either a really quick time or a very long time for it to get translated. Sometimes it doesn't even get translated. Yeah. But nowadays, with stuff being easier to access, like Samuel Samuel Cast, yeah, and Samuel Pub, Samuel Pub, yeah, Samuel Pub, Samuel Casting, which is simultaneous uh, casting, which is the when day it releases in Japan, you will also get a translated version on the same time or. Or like one day, yeah. Yeah. And then Simulpub is the manga equivalent publishing. So it is is now catching up. But to my knowledge, Simulcast and Simulpub was not a thing five years ago. No. To my knowledge, it is one season is done, and then it comes out in DVD, or it comes out at your local bookstore in a weird like corner man i mean do you remember like growing up and watching or reading the stuff that we grew up with and then like oh when we were in america or in australia or canada you know we watched this one episode where it was dubbed in english and then when we came back to hong kong we we're like oh we watched the same thing but this time it was in cantonese or we picked up the manga and it was written in chinese or you watched something and it was it was in japanese dub dub it doesn't like japanese voice acting but then there was chinese subtitles there were so many shows that i grew up watching that had that issue it was so long before i actually properly watched a show that had legitimate english translated subs yeah and to make things way harder for the west to catch on i remember very distinctively and i'm gonna date myself here there were will and i obviously grew up in hong kong And when I moved back to the U.S. for boarding school and for university, I would then go into the bookstores and just to peruse because, you know, I don't know, like I was bored one afternoon or something. And I would go to the manga section because, hey, why not? They are so far behind that 
when I come back to Hong Kong, I will go to uh, a manga store, which they don't have many left because, you know, no one really likes, no one really buys physical media anymore. But I would see, like, I knew about Attack on Titan and books on Attack on Titan came out in Taiwan and in Hong Kong way before I even knew about Attack on Titan as an English translated property. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Attack on Titan might be a thing a couple of years from now because I knew that there was a lag. And to make matters even crazier for some of the people, they would watch the anime and go, oh, wow, it ended in, in that it this, the, the one season ended. Oh, will there be a season two and season three? Oh, actually, anime doesn't work like that where it's a continual thing guaranteed for everyone, regardless of how successful it is. Man, I, I, I imagine the people watching Attack on Titan season one in 2013 thinking, oh, I can't wait for more of this shit and having to wait four years for season two. Yeah, it's not just that, but also, like, I have encountered instances where someone was really into anime, watched this series, and being like, okay, they're not going to come out with a second season because it's been so long. Why don't I read the manga? And then they go, wait, it's not even translated in English. Like, well, I guess we were lucky that we were able to get the Chinese ones. Yeah. Speaking of which, when you were buying hard copy manga long, 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 long ago, do you remember how much they cost per copy? Yes, it costs roughly, it was $28 for the typical for shonen. You, what? And oh, then wow. it was like 40 50 ah, There you go. Uh, yeah. As I grew older, and then for like the really big, Long ones, it was around 70 Hong Kong dollars. Yeah, I was paying 40 bucks for copies of Naruto and Bleach. So, for our American Western audiences, you divide like the numbers f- that we it's like f- seven point seven five six dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. You divide 7.7. 7. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was just, I guess, this goes very well into our topic of, or not our topic, our discussion part where the West and the East. The, or Asia, their uh, acceptance of anime and manga. And we were both fortunate enough to be able to speak quite f- well on this topic because we have both lived in America and lived currently in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong being quite a international city. Yeah. But I can, I can recall the fact that when I was growing up, and even now actually, like, like now... When I tell, when I, like, for example, I'm currently studying at a university. Some of my, like, classmates, we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. We talk about Demon Slayer. As, and, and this is not, like, me cherry-picking people. This is literally almost, like, half or three-quarters of the people that I interact with at least know or consumed this uh, manga and anime. It's the same with me too, dude. Like seventy five percent of my office is watching anime, whether it's Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer. You know my boss. Yeah, my boss, father of two, mm-hmm. is a massive Attack on Titan fan. Yeah, every now and then during his lunch break, he'll just crack it open, watching the final season. I'm like, Captain Levi's doing pretty good, huh? I, I know where you. They're, they're about to. They're about to. You know, do that thing in that episode. And then oh. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. Link to Horizon, that I mean, not with the last uh, last season, but Link to Horizon is a pretty good song. Everyone remembers that. Yeah, he freaking loves Attack on Titan. Yeah, so it is, it is, it like, and it's not this thing where people have, uh, was it negative connotation? It was just 
oh, so you just do the, you're just into this thing. It's just, it's just like another thing that you're into. Well, so, I mean, I guess like the, the easiest way of saying is sometimes people just look at us like, so you're watching cartoons. No, no, I mean, you're, you're watching cartoons when you're an adult. No, no, no. That's the yeah. West. I you still get it here too. Yeah, but like very few. Yeah, especially with like Attack on Titan and like especially nowadays. Maybe when we were teenagers, or no, when we were like adults. I guess the example I was thinking of was more just like it's still very much an age disparity. We're talking about like older people talking about people nowadays. It's like like the, like our parents. Yeah, like our parents, like people like who are like in their fifties and above. Or how we look at it, it's like, oh, these are just cartoons, right? I mean, more specifically, we're talking more just like people within our age group. We're talking about the, the, the general perspective on anime. And yeah, it's it's definitely more accepted in Asia. Well, you say it's not, actually, no. It's still pretty much accepted in the West, right? It's just different. There's, mm. there's, still, there's still just a, a wider spectrum of opinions and connotations over in the West. So here is my personal experience with the West. When or specifically in America and in Australia, in America, when I was uh, living there, there was this. It, as you said, uh, alluded to earlier, it was like a Saturday morning cartoon. It was the Dragon Balls. It was the One Pieces. It was or the Naruto's. It was maybe you have an hour Sailor Moon. School, but yes, it would yes. be those shows. Yeah. It would be those shows, and you have fondness for it. And when you meant, like for example, one of my friends. One of my roommates at the time loved Dragon Ball Z, and they would like, they oh, would just I had, talk. I had roommates who just loved Spike and Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, like these people are very uh, prevalent, but they like are kind of like afraid to talk about it too much. Or when you instantly talk about, well, what's airing right now? Immediately the tone changes. Um, so. You know, when it comes to things like comic books, like Marvel, DC, people would always associate you as, like, a nerd, right? Like, a nerd or a geek. Do, like, what is the difference between a nerd and a geek? I feel like a nerd is more, like, academic-focused, and a geek is more, like, pop culture knowledge, right? Ooh. Because you, be, you could be a music geek, for example. Well, what's, that, what, what rolls off the tongue more, a comic book nerd or a comic book geek? I feel geek? like I feel like geek. Yeah. Because I, when I think nerd, I think like someone who studies all the time. Book smart. Book smart, but not but like that's all that person is. Yeah. So I think there's some uh, cross pollination between a geek and a nerd. But I think my personal separation is a geek is someone that's knowledgeable about a particular interest, and more, more hobby focused. Yes. And nerd is more academic focused. So the reason why I mentioned these somewhat derogatory terms is because. There is a derogatory term for people who like anime, and it is known as a weeb, W-E-E-B. What is funny is that for research for this topic, I actually tried to find out how this term weeb came from. And it has the weirdest origin story I have ever seen for a term. And you knew that it all came down to 4chan. Yeah, okay, so in the early 2000s, back when uh, – I'm, I'm going to spin you a tale, listeners. Back when the internet was still like a mysterious place. Back when 56K modems and – Newgrounds? Newgrounds? Back when your – Hey, what's your Zanga page, by the way? Oh, Jesus. Did you have a MySpace? <laughs> no, I never had a MySpace. I, never had I, a MySpace. I had a Zanga. I had a Zanga, too. I had a Zanga, So, so um, 
back when your mother or your father lift up the fax machine phone and you'd get disconnected from the internet. Anyways, enough about that. In the early 2000s, there was a term to try to define uh, the Japanese obsessive, the people who are obsessed about Japanese uh, culture and Japanese stuff. I We're think talking about specifically people in the West. As yes, well. that's yeah. correct. I think you could attribute a lot of it to what is happening with Korean stuff nowadays. I think that is a very interesting parallel because when we were teenagers, whether we're not in Hong Kong or in the West, it was all about Japan. Yeah. And now it's all about Korea. K-pop, K-drama. That, that's why they're called Korea booze. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. What? They're called Korea booze. Okay. People who are, are K-pop stands, people who are you know, all about their K-dramas, the Korea booze. Okay. It's a thing. <laughs> so the term that was, I guess, deemed for the people who liked Japanese properties at the time in the early 2000s was called Wapanese, which is a portmanteau. Portmanteau meaning uh, a word that is a combination of two or more words of white and Japanese. Or, or wannabe. Or wannabe yeah. Japanese. Uh, like, I don't think you would be able to know for sure which of the two, but either one of those sound plausible. What is for sure is that Wapanese was a thing. Then there is a webcomic called The Perry Bible Fellowship. I don't know if you've read it before. Definitely not. I have read it. It is like this, like eight, like back then, it was a very dark, like, it's, you know, like Garfield, uh, they have like this, the horizontal panels. Yeah. So imagine that. It's like Cyanide and Happiness. Yes. Cyanide and Happiness is like nowadays, right? Yeah. It's a webcomic. Or was it XCRD? XKRD. XKRD. So they have like multiple panels, right? So it's uh, Perry Bible Fellowship is like dark, twisted, a satirical look on. Oh, damn. We were both wrong. It's actually XKCD. XKCD. Oh, my God. Our street, our nerd, or our geek street cred is is plummeting. I'll dude. be, I'll be, I'll be turning in my badge. <laughs> yep, me too. So, anyways, this Perry Bible Fellowship. I actually don't know if it's still ongoing. This web manga, this web. I was about to say web manga. <laughs> oh my god, this web comic had a term called weeaboo. W e e a b o o. Now, what does it mean? Apparently, according to the creator, that has no meaning other than it sounding sounding like it's a negative thing to describe someone. And then, of course, someone on 4chan, which is... I, I don't even want to describe what 4chan really is. It is an internet community, would you say, Will, 4chan? Let's just, let's just be as diplomatic about this as possible. I'm trying to figure out how we could describe 4chan without drawing the ire of... It is just an... Let's just say it's an internet community. Yeah. They then turned Weeaboo into Weeb. And then Weeb became the thing that... To describe people that are obsessed over anime, waifu, manga you know, body pillows and all that shenanigans. And it is no longer just about Japanese anime, but visual novels, manga, light novels, basically all of that stuff. And it's to describe weeb. 
So, we have in our podcast described each other as weeb before. So we use this term. And I think originally it was to be quite derogatory and quite negative. But I think at a certain point, people just started using it as as just a term to describe this specific thing. And it is, depending on who you say it to, it can either be offensive or just describing the phenomenon. Like when I say to like Will, like you're such a weeb, there is like a teasing aspect to it. But when like, I don't know, you change your tone and- Oh, you're such a fucking weeb. Yeah, I mean, you can even be teasing that too, right? Again, but tone. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Context and tone. Like, it could be very inoffensive or it could be very offensive. Needless to say, to a certain degree, the anime, manga, light novel, weeb community has embraced that term. Now, hmm. Why does the West in particular, compared to our experiences in Hong Kong or in Asia, are, are less accepting of anime and manga or the weeb community will? Do you, can you sort of, like, what is your opinion on this? I think it's, it's probably because it's still kind of foreign in a way. It's not kind of foreign. It, it technically is yeah. foreign. It's 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 technically animation and properties and merchandise from that originated in Japan. Yeah, but even then, though, the the word anime itself is just short for animation. Yes. So, like, if you were to say it in Japan, like, anime just means cartoon animation, right? If you were to ask someone what Shrek is in Japan, Shrek is an anime. So, uh, in I know this might be a bit niche, or but in Cantonese there is a term called Donghua. Yep. Donghua means animation. Yeah. And then manhwa is because can sound cause, like, yeah because dong is movement yeah and, and wa is, is art, is art yeah. or drawing and then manhwa is for comic it's for it's like a, basically manga manhwa yeah. manga sounds yeah. very similar and it is now there's a new term called dongman which is both those terms combined together to essentially describe someone who watches and reads anime and manga in order to separate animation of the normal variety and animation of the Japanese variety. That's the difference. Because when I talk to my friends they in, in uh, at, at school, they say man. They don't say, oh, they, they do say manga. They say manhwa. But they don't say wa. They say man To specifically say of all the animation stuff out there, which includes like, you know, Disney, which includes like Pixar, which includes like, uh, you know, like the Western, like Marvel stuff, the Legend of Korra, Airbender. They would say that Dongman is specifically Japanese inspired or Japanese in origin. So we're talking about your Ghibli's, your Demon Slayer's, yes. your Naruto's. Yes. And it is interesting because I feel that interacting with a lot of people that are very westernized. And I actually have asked some people about this because I'm rather open and forthcoming about my passion for anime and manga. I have received a myriad of different responses and reactions. Of course, some of them not caring, which is like, fine, Jason, you're into that, whatever. 
some of them being positive as in, oh, dude, I am into One Piece. And I'm just like, you filthy casual. But hey, One Piece is good. One Piece is fantastic. Oh, I'll be, be like, oh, hey, Sailor Moon. And I'm like, okay, okay, keep going. And then they're like, no, no, that's it. And I was like, that's not bad, but okay. You should watch Madoka Magica. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you should watch Madoka Magica. So then the reason uh, some of these responses are good is because they associate with what they've been watching. But then you get, inevitably, with anything, you, you wouldn't, like, sometimes hate would be better because hate would then mean... Maybe more ridic- they, ridicule. They don't, yeah, because if it's hate, they're just like, oh, okay, I just don't want to deal with this guy or you or I don't want to deal with this guy because he just vehemently doesn't like this. So then you go your way, I go my way. But when you're ridiculed or even they started thinking that, oh... You're into anime and manga, Jason? You must love hentai. You must love hentai. Dude, Do you, how many figurines do you have? Dude, dude, do you... Um, how been, many body pillows do you have? Did you see the octopus over there? Like, Yeah, we, man. We, we hit the octopus, huh? Yeah, dude. What happens about tentacle porn? Like, like, okay, like, Jesus Christ. Just because I like anime and manga doesn't mean I like all of anime and manga. I like a lot of it. But it's so easy to umbrella everything, right? Yeah. Because or it's, it's like, drawn the same. It looks the same. Oh, they have like high-pitched screaming Japanese voice actresses and actresses. I mean, I swear to God, Will doesn't know this. A week and a half ago, I told someone in confidence that Will watched... I mean, I'm sorry. Will read Domestic Girlfriend. I mean, I didn't say Will's name, but I said a friend of mine, and I said Scum's Wish, and then this person said, "Oh, what is this?" And then, I, they, and I also said, <laughs> and I also said, I wanted to read it at some point. When I described the plot synopsis, I'm still, I still talk to this person, but our communication has lessened since then. Like, not even joking. Like real like because they were like incest but not really incest but okay or like or like false relationships false relationships like oh forced cucking and all that oh Mm -hmm. it's like also like when i try to explain to certain people the isekai genre the genre of reincarnating into another world a lot of people who read manga and anime just gets it instantly. Like, oh, isekai, another world. Isekai, got it, done. But then the people who are unfamiliar or only watches Attack on Titan or only watches like My Hero Academia, nothing against them. But if they only watch certain shows that have reached to their point, has permeated through modern society that it has, it's okay, so to speak. But then I get the inevitable question at some point with people that I don't know very well who knows about my anime and manga passion, they would be like, oh, so you like lollies, right? You, what do you think of shotas? What do you think of shotas? Which, by the way, for those uh, listeners who don't know what that is, actually, you know what? You just Google it. Yeah. Like, there are... Okay, so... There are questionable parts of anime and manga that I feel are very unique to anime and manga. Therefore, it's very easy to shine a light on it and therefore critique it. I mean, there was an 
Australian senator that I think you if you YouTube this. The whole speech is on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, you it's just this guy talking about the depravity and disgust of like anime series like Arrow Manga Sensei, which has a lolly in it and questionable relationships in it. And or like I forgot what else he said. He oh he said re zero. Yeah. He said re zero and simping, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh God. So then to be fair though, this is also the same country, the same government that put a that started talking oh, about, yeah, about um pornographic material that featured flat chested women because they felt that it kind of connoted like, like young yeah, underage. Yeah, like jailbait. Jailbaits. I remember I remember when that uh news arrived like on my news feed and I was just like what the fuck Australia I was like I live in this country for the time being the hell man this is the same country that uh for better or for worse was like oh Mortal Kombat fuck that noise we're not you're not selling Mortal Kombat and it, eventually oh, but video game censorship has always been a really contentious point in I mean Australia. then you have like Jack Thompson and like yeah. GTA in the in in America so okay I get it but anyways, this senator just dissed the shit out of anime and manga by hand by cherry picking and hand picking all this violence and depravity and lewdness. Guess what was the general response in Australia, at least with my friends? I'm guessing like manga and anime sales just skyrocketed. Exactly. People were just like, "Fuck you! I love this shit." I'm gonna support the industry. Oh no, it's not even that. It's it's it is that, but it's also like, yeah, those stuff are kind of messed up, and I like it. <laughs> and what are you gonna do about it? Are you gonna ban it? No, you're just complaining on your soapbox. But that's true, right? There's yeah. in the West, in in America, there was all these perceptions that. You're kind of a pervert yeah. if you like anime and manga. Oh, you like anime girls? Oh, you must have a body pillow. Then, oh, huh? yeah. Like, what is your 2D waifu? Yeah, do you, I, I bet you have, like, hella, like, anime figures. Yeah, right? I With, bet you're single your whole life. That yeah, kind of thing. That kind of thing. But I, okay, do, I, I, do, you, do you play any of those, like, VR dating sims of anime girls? Do you have a... Do you play those video... Those, those mobile games of, like, 3D girlfriends and shit? 2D girlfriends, I mean? That's generally like the response I get. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better now. Oh, but, much better. But 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 it's still like short digs too. Every now yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I have a friend seeing that I'm watching. I don't know. I'm watching an episode of um, Wonder Egg, or I'm watching an episode of Tokyo Ghoul. No, not Tokyo Ghoul. No, no, that's a bad example. But like they'd be like, oh, uh, what kind of hentai are you watching? Those kind of things, right? Right. You know, like you, you, like you know, like assuming yeah. that everyone who watches anime and reads manga all of a sudden it's just like well we're just gonna graduate to hentai because apparently that's how it is like we know it's a joke but it gets tiring after a while it does get tiring and it's just condescending and very disrespectful to the industry at large yeah because there is so much good stuff out there and it's not just your saturday morning cartoons yeah it's not just dragon ball guys in fact like what was it, Will? Like See, the thing is, the same people that I know of that like talk shit about like anime and say, "Oh, you're gonna watch that." These are the same people that grew up watching Dragon Ball and Pokemon and fucking. Yeah, but they Naruto. no, no, no. Will they graduated? Yeah, they graduated from these oh, things. They're not, they're not kids anymore. They're, they're not watch, kids they anymore. Watch these weird, they don't play video games they don't, anymore. They don't watch these weird Japanese cartoons anymore. They don't play video games anymore because video games are for children. Yeah, like fuck that. But one thing that I would say is. 
the fact that Will and I and a lot of people our age grew up with anime and manga, regardless of where you live, obviously some of those people that like anime and manga would not only continue to like anime and manga, but would also have their occupation be of a certain spotlight or limelight. Needless to say, there is a fair, fair number, and it's only going to get larger, the number of mm, athletes, the number of celebrities that, I mean, quote-unquote celebrities, Hollywood actors or, you know, uh, very famous and rich, well-known people that obviously like anime and manga or a bunch of people jumping on the bandwagon because that's the new hot thing. Yeah, or literally, you know, like you said, right, they just grew up watching it as Saturday morning cartoons, right? There's loads of people in the NBA and the NFL, uh, a lot of different like sports leagues that just just love Naruto. Yeah, love so... Love Bleach, uh, love Hunter Hunter. So Will told me about this guy who is an MMA fighter. Uh, what's his name? Israel Adesanya. And he's he's... Pretty good, right? He's very good. He's the current middleweight champion of the UFC. Uh, was trying to get the light heavyweight title, but you know he's not quite ready for that yet. But he's you know out of New Zealand. Uh, he's dude's a baller. Wait, isn't? Didn't we watch that one match? Was it that one? Uh, when he was up against uh, Anderson Silva. When yeah. He, when he does the the Rockley Gara pose. No, right? yeah, yeah. But what about the one that? Uh, Got disqualified. Oh, that was the other one where he they, that was for the light heavyweight uh, title for himself. He didn't he didn't end up winning that one, but he was still t- he was still gracious in defeat. So that was, was tragic. Good. But anyways, this guy in like here is how fond of Naruto he is. Will would you uh, share with the viewers? He's got the nine. I mean, listeners. He's got the nine tails seal on his stomach, the same way that Naruto has. So the full seal. The full seal. It is huge. Yeah. In the manga and literally from the bottom of his rib cage down to like literally where his groin. Yeah. Is. And it's like a spiral with like like it looks like a sun. Yeah. But like it's and it has like inscriptions and everything. It's it's very very intricate. And then you have things like Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kanye West loves anime. Kanye West likes Akira to the point where one of his songs, Stronger, features heavily references to Akira the movie uh Samuel like, Jackson Samuel L. Jackson I mean he's he's freaking, he was an afro samurai he's, fr- he's freaking afro samurai yeah it's also I love the fact that his one of his favorite anime series of all time is Black Lagoon right uh what about uh we talked about this earlier at the break Paramore oh, ha- Haley Williams Haley uh, Paramore being uh the rock band yep uh yeah this this uh this young woman from Mississippi yeah in America Oh, man. Wait, what? what is her she favorite? She loves Blood, the Last Vampire. Oh, that's so dope. To the point where she wore... She cosplayed it for one of her concerts. Yeah, like, that's insane. That you... Our parents' generation, like, would not... It would not even, happen. Even, like, that, that Russian ice skater, uh, Evgenia uh, Medvedeva, um, this Russian ice skater, she cosplayed as uh, Sailor Moon uh, for one of her competitions. I mean, Yuri on Ice, about ice skating, there was a Japanese uh, figure skater that would then... You know, do the performance of Yuri on Ice, but in real life. You know, uh, Evangelion, uh, was it uh, a Cruel Angel Thesis, that theme song, is a lot of people love not only the series Evangelion, but 
that song, and they don't even know what it means, as in like the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like if you want to talk about the you know the late and great Robin Williams, Evangelion was one of his favorites. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there is like what like what other let we we drop we name dropped like so many during our break. Well, Ariana Grande loves uh, Spirited Away. She has a tattoo of the the character on her on her body. Yeah. So it is. The proliferation and stick the proliferation of anime is only going to get wider because anime industry is growing. I think it is not stagnant. It is only going to get bigger. More people will grow up with it to the point where it just becomes a natural everyday occurrence, not only in Hong Kong or in Asia, but definitely more accepted in the the West. There are conventions. There's the the Crunchyroll Expo, the fact that Crunchyroll has so many, like 3 million paid subscribers, all of this is to say that anime will only get larger as an industry, the community will only grow bigger, and the uh, the stigmatization or like the negative connotations associated with being a weeb or being into anime and manga, visual novels and all that, will only decrease and be more widely accepted we as also, we grow yeah, older we, we also say like you know, the stigmatization stigmatization of it also comes to the fact oh you know you're so you're a grown-ass man you're watching cartoons well that's like well i mean there's loads of cartoons now that are geared towards adults like rick and morty yeah Horseman, south Archer. park south, south park, park was like what 17 like, seasons or yeah. crazy amounts of seasons Still running bob's burgers family guy family guy american dad a lot of people watch cartoons now archer archer we can't forget archer yeah, we talked about archer just now yeah um god bless jessica yeah, rest in peace. So, look, I think it's just up and up from here. Whether or not you know, you do come across people who hate on that shit, sooner or later, they're going to turn. They're going to change. And if they, it, it, one it, of us. Yeah, one, one of us. Google gobble, Google gobble. And it, hey, look, <laughs> hey, look. If if they still hate on it, maybe they're racist. Oh, really? I'm I'm just not saying it right now. You, 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 that that that's what you're going for. I'm just going to say it there. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, like, if you don't like anime, you're a fucking racist. Jesus. I'm joking. No, no, no. But really, check it out. Stop the hate. Come on. Hey, 100 million households of Netflix watched one anime series. I think it's 73 million uh, users between the U.S. and Canada. So that's a large percentage of American households, right? If you, if you want to, And if you're willing down. to give it a try, hey, you know what? That's fine. So then you understand a little bit of this... this n- not niche thing, not that niche thing anymore. Yeah. You might even be like, oh, okay, so you're into that. Hey, cool. I'm into this other thing, but hey, no problem. It's like this. Like, take away the whole cartoon anime thing. Just say, hey, what do you like? Do you like thrillers? Do you like supernatural stuff? Do you like romance? Well, maybe you might want to check out this anime or check out that movie. I mean, Marvel Comics. Yeah. When I was a kid or when even my parents were children and they were reading comics it had this taboo, nerdish, geekish, negative connotation that you have no social life, that your brains and your obsession with superheroes is is fantastical and not reality-based. In a way similar to video games too, right? Yeah. Look how far video games have gone now. And look how far Marvel Comics is. The fact that you can say Star Wars... And not only would people know exactly what you say, they will vibe with it and be like, yeah, that's dope. You know, before Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man wasn't even that popular. And now it's like the most well-known out of the whole Marvel Universe. Right. So similar with comic books, anime has already far reached 
uh, you know, like steps up to be regarded as uh, a medium that can stand within its own. No, it's high above a lot of things now. It's almost in the stratosphere. It's 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 just rocket fuel straight to the. And it's gonna them. go even higher. So yeah, I'm 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 ready for war. And we, as we talked about earlier uh, in our podcast today's episode, there's a lot of good stuff coming up, and. It sucks we don't have enough, a lot of time. Yeah, but I mean, we, let's, we, try, let's try and crush some more anime. Yeah, not only that, but I, I, I think this topic is really interesting, and it is only going to get more interesting as things go on. Yeah, look, if you like anime, like, don't really care about what other people listen, like, say. Don't listen to it. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Like, don't let anybody tell do you. Do what you, you do, do man. Exactly. But I think, as unless we, someone tells you to play a visual novel. Then hey, we may need to talk. Uh, you just nod your head and walk the other way and block and, and, and delete their contact and find the manga or anime adaptation of the visual novel and do that instead. Exactly. There you go. That that's that's what we're saying. We're gonna sign off with that comment. Yep. So uh, I think that is near the end of our episode. I am going to, I am going to then have some uh, housekeeping stuff. So then uh, you can always reach us through our email, gapallet at gmail.com, G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at palletgood or through our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash palletgood, uh, capital P and capital G. You could visit our website, www.goodanimepalette.com. And you can join us on Discord. We would love to have one of you guys, some of you guys, all of you guys uh, on our Discord server just so you can chat. Hey, maybe we could watch anime together, read manga together. Maybe you want to tell us, yes, this is right, this is wrong, or even suggest certain things. We are, we just want to, you know, be engaged with everyone and just see what's up. Look, if it's easy to get, once Demon Slayer comes out on Blu-ray or you can stream it, we can do a viewing session. We can do a Heaven's Feel session. We can do a Violet Evergarden session. Whatever you want to watch, whatever you like, we can talk about it, watch it, as long as we all enjoy anime together. Yeah, that's all. That's that's what we're here all. Of, that's what we're all about, right? Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, music credits. Our intro music is Green Lights by Jazar. Our break music is Min 2019 by Minubu. Our outro music is What You Thinking, the instrumental version by Wata Boy. You could find our intro music at thefreemusicarchive.org. You could find our break and outro music at pixabay.com. So, I think that covers all of it. Will, any closing thoughts? Any any last-minute things you want to share before we head off? Where we sign off, really? Yeah? I think we should all take a moment and think about whether we should do a domestic girlfriend group session okay so actually we kind of already did yes because will and i and two other friends who were meeting tonight for dinner watched the first uncensored episode of domestic girlfriend and to just give you an idea of my affinity with will and his with me we both thought it was trashy and disgusting but we loved it and the other two had the gall to talk shit about it, but say good things about Rent a Girlfriend. Yeah, fuck Rent a Girlfriend. That dude. was that was way worse. Yeah, they, they they really liked it, dude. That's that's literally like, hey, you you like incels? You like incel culture? You like this simping? Is, yeah. Hey, hey, this is Rent a Girlfriend. Oh, oh, monkey brain incel. Oh. Hey, this is the same person that liked 
ReZero, okay? Oh, yeah. 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 This is the same person that, like, made an abyss. Well, okay, there's no simpig incels in... Actually, I don't know. Was... I don't know. No, no. There's I, there's I'll, lollies, though. I'll, I'll simp for Kevin Penkin, if that's what you're alluding Dude, to. Dude, I would simp so hard for Kevin Penkin. Yeah. Well, I, I, I simp for Kevin Penkin. Yeah, so a moral of the story, moral of the episode... We we will si- we will simp for Kevin Penkin. Jason and Will would simp hard for Kevin Penkin. Kevin, Mr. Penkin, please. If you're listening Kevin, to this, if you're listening to this, give us your Patreon. Give us your OnlyFans. We will subscribe immediately. <laughs> oh my god! And that is it for today. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Okay, God. Okay. Oh God. All right. Let's let's end this.